Hello, everyone. Welcome to Tales of Recovery. This is your host, Gris Alves. And my friend Pat Sperry is here today as a guest. We're going to be talking about his story, his journey, and this beautiful event that he's um, curating called Oceans of Love for his company, Flourish. Thank you for joining us today. It's my pleasure, Gris. Thank you for having me. So Pat is an Iyengar yoga teacher, uh, founder of Flourish Wellbeing, which we're going to talk a little bit about, or a lot of bit about. And he's traveled the world. You've been to India. You've been to China. You've been a songwriter in LA. And you used to be play competitive soccer with a full scholarship. And I just kind of want us to hear, if we can, before we get started, um, a little bit about how all that came into what we're doing here now. Well, Gris, that's the story <laughs> of my life. So I appreciate the opportunity to share on that. And I think if we go back to the early years of the life of Pat Sperry, mm-hmm. then we see a very curious and passionate young man. Mm-hmm. Um, Where did you grow up in? I grew up just outside of Chicago. Okay. A small town called Hinsdale. Mm-hmm. Um, I was a prodigious athlete okay. and I had a lot of kind of dramatic success as a young boy hitting home runs, mm-hmm. winning state championships. And it was a lot. I was really involved with sports. I was playing or practicing every day, driving long distances. The competitive stuff though. The I enjoyed it, but it was a lot on my body and mm-hmm. I was sharing the highs and lows of winning and losing with my family mm-hmm. who would uh, really be affected by the outcomes of games, yeah, especially with my father and you know having an older brother. So there was family dynamics involved. Um, I was really competitive, pretty intense, and over time I started to just lose a bit of the joy of this journey that I was on. Is this before you went to college with? This was, you know, this so this happened all the way through college. I okay. went to the University of Michigan on an athletic scholarship. Okay. So the goalkeeper for the men's soccer team, which mm-hmm. I loved. I mean, this was a great time in nice. my life. And simultaneously, since I was a young man, I was writing music. So I had this space where I could go in and process mm-hmm. the emotional realities that I was going through right. as an adolescent teen. Mm-hmm. So music was a big part of my life, and it was something that was my own I didn't have to really share it with anybody or bring anybody in on it to see if it was good enough. It was for me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Eventually, so, I, I, I followed that path. After graduating college, I moved to Los Angeles to pursue my dream music. of being a songwriter. Yeah. How did that go with your parents? Yeah. <laughs> they, they're pretty supportive. So they kind of jumped on that bandwagon as well and were my biggest fans. Okay, that's good. Um, but I did come all the way across the country, left Chicago, and started creating my own life. In L.A.? In Los Angeles, okay. in Hollywood. Hollywood. Yeah, Beachwood Canyon. <laughs> right there. Yeah. Hollywood, man. That's where my daughter is right now. Okay, and she's music. also... Writing music, singing songs, studying, yeah. And then, so you started writing songs. How long were you in L.A. for? I stayed in L.A. for seven years. Early on in my L.A. days, I came upon a yoga DVD 
mm-hmm. and I had my first hit of Shavasana. Mm-hmm. And when I lied down, it was, you know, spring afternoon. I didn't know what I was doing. It felt like exercise, but it kept going. And then in this restful space, I, I touched something mm-hmm. that I'd always been looking for, whether through smoking grass or going on adventures, like, you know, this peak, uh, this expansivity. And then it was there. So I, I really went deeply into yoga practice. I think I signed up for a teacher training two weeks after right my away. first class. Yeah. <laughs> I was in. Pursuing it. It felt oh, like okay. a big yes. So then you went into yoga teacher training? And, because now you're in yoga, yoga teacher. Did, did you in yoga right, right away? or? So my first... We're just really... going to tell the listeners real quick that this is the punk rock podcast with the construction on the side and the freaking dogs barking. <laughs> so bear with us, we'll try to speak loud so you can okay. hear us over the beautiful sounds of urban life in the, the background. The dilemma of the urban yogi, <laughs> urban entrepreneur. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. Okay. Okay, so back to, you started going to yoga school. Fell in love with yoga, dove into teacher training, and I met a man named Pagan George, who's based out of Los Angeles, South Los Angeles. And he was teaching in the Iyengar methodology. So I became his apprentice. And for about two and a half years, I was Monday, Wednesday, Friday in his class, assisting, hanging out with him at 4 a.m. to 7 a.m. in his garage studio, practicing before class. And he really took me under his wing. Yeah. Years later, we would travel to India together. Oh, wow. This is very cool. Yeah. It's so interesting how, like, yoga is such... There's this thing about it. I started doing yoga, too, when I was about 19. And I just remember... I had no idea what I was doing. I just remember that every time I would come out of the yoga studio or yoga class, because I did a lot of theater, I was like, everything seems so alive. Right. Like, I could see the trees better. You know, and it also, I, w- I would dance my whole life. So to me, it was like I was in the kind of a dance studio, kind of like this devotional dance kind of thing. I don't know if that makes sense, but it, it was totally so... makes sense. I mean, on and off, I've never stopped since, but it's, I can see how, you know, you, we were talking a little bit earlier about how that experience of yoga softened you a little bit into all of the harshness from the soccer mm. and competition. You want to talk a little bit about that? Yeah. I want to just reaffirm what you said about uh, the beauty of bringing yoga into your art and your dance as well. Um, As a songwriter, as I started to do yoga, I started writing like more prolifically and more effortlessly and this channel started to open and I was like, well, let's keep going with yoga because it's totally serving my songwriting. Um, But as far as the yoga to temper, to quell this fire that I... I had for my whole life which was competitive and comparing myself to Mm. others and essentially ending up in I'm not enough because this measure of perfectionism which had been instilled in me to be the best it was just very defeating I could never arrive at my own expectations and even when I would accomplish something that was worth celebrating it was just on to the next thing because there was always more yeah yeah so yoga Gave kind of me what's a glimpse. going on in society right now, right? I mean, we're plagued by this mind frame. Yeah. It's like a very capitalistic, machoistic, patriarchal perspective that yeah. you're indoctrinated into as a young man, especially yeah. when you're like the guy, the star athlete, 
Um, so you have a lot to live up to, and it's it's a difficult measure right. to meet. To keep going and going and going and going. I can feel it. I'm like, I don't want to live like that. Even in this moment, this, I call it striving. Striving. Like the energy of striving is Exhausting. a lot of suffering. Yeah. So you kind of weaved in yoga to to help you with that, or? I doused myself in yoga to help me come down. (laughs) I know. Um, So it started to work, but even in yoga, I've been through like being competitive. And when I went to the Iyengar Yoga Institute in India, even just four years ago, I tore my knee. Mm. I was pushing myself. I wanted to, you know accomplished poses where in reality my body was saying nah not today mm-hmm. and I would I remember seeing this other kind of young guy across the room he was practicing and I wanted to practice what he was practicing and I ended up falling on my head and all of this stuff so it's still a work in progress right. Right. <laughs> and as a teacher the gift is that I can help my students learn from my mistakes you know I've been there before and that's the living wisdom yeah to modify, take it slow. Yeah, but I mean, I, I can relate. It's like, keep pushing, keep pushing, you know, and it's a, it's a beautiful balance. I, I always bring in a lot of compassion. Like, okay, it's okay. This is really hard. Because my mind wants to do like headstand, the handstands and all these twists and keep on going. And I have to just notice when it's, my body feels good and I want to do it and it's going to be great or when I'm just trying to compete with someone else or striving where in reality if I get into the deafness of yoga and I'm telling you this because I've always been very competitive played volleyball and competitively running the whole thing but in reality the, the purpose for me of yoga is to get to that space or at least cultivate a practice of that space that you mentioned in the beginning which was when you were like touch that and you were like what is this? Your first yoga class, you were like, oh, spaciousness. <laughs> I can get up in the athletic part of it when in reality it's about breath to movement. Yes, the asanas, but also like how you're connecting the mind and the heart and the body, right? Absolutely. Yeah. It's, it's, it has to do with remembering. Because as much as we practice, and then that yoga off the mat... Yeah. where we're easily distracted or pulled towards competition or whatever the pattern is that we could really use our yoga to help us navigate. It's like remembering the breath, coming mm-hmm. back to the moment again and again. Right. Be here now. How do we do that? How do we remember? Ah. How do you remember to be here now? You know, I need to tattoo it or something. Right. But I, I just I get into the breath. Yeah. The breath brings me to the here. And I mean, I used to have little post-its everywhere. Mm. You know, when we washing the dishes, I'd be like washing dishes. Right. <laughs> you know, or pouring water at the water thing. Or like taking a shower. Just so that I'd be, right now, I'm recording this podcast. I'm here with Pat. Because my mind is like, oh, the damn construction worker. Should I go tell him to shut? Right. It doesn't matter. Uh-huh. I mean, it's an exercise of the mind. Sorry, listeners. I hope... I hope it's clear for you. You guys can hear. I think it'll be all right. But, but yeah, just to be, no matter what, present. I use the body. Right. And the breath is through the body, right? So it's breath, 
But sometimes I can breathe and I'm still, so I have to breathe, feel my feet, yeah. breathe, rub my hands together. Sometimes even I just like, I really like to place my hand on my chest. To just remember, and I'll be really, like, if I'm really stressed out or anxious or my nervous system is going at it, I'll start, okay, there's my heartbeat. There's my heartbeat. And just somehow, just the connection of that starts to calm me. Sometimes. It doesn't always work. Right. But <laughs> there's some try. compassion there. There's some compassion. I feel that. There you go. Nice. For sure. Yeah. All right. So can we talk about Flourish? and how you started this wellness company that I think it's cool that what you're doing because I see a lot of wellness companies and I think all wellness companies are great, but some are super on the love and light bypassing and everything's got to be great. And I really think that's, it isn't always helpful. It might be a good entryway. So I really like what you're doing, which is going in, doing the work also with compassion and lightness and fun and softness. Right. But, um, so I'm really, I mean, I'm honored that you asked me to participate in this for the grief and praise, um, I guess, part of it. So if you could tell us about how you started it, like what it, what it is, and then we can talk about the one that's coming up here in December. That's fantastic, please. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, yeah. Well, Flourish is my great joy these days. It also takes over my life sometimes so yeah. keeping up with practice and taking care of myself and having balance is a big part of you know making this experience for me right, right, right. copacetic harmon- harmonious mm-hmm. so in 2016 I left Los Angeles with an Australian girlfriend and we moved to Australia I was ready for a break from nice. Hollywood it was like hustling 10 yoga classes a week, driving around LA, teaching privates. It just became like, all right, let's take a break. Let's go have an adventure. And that relationship didn't last in Australia, which was my release from um, relationship into this adventure of a lifetime, which was about four years of traveling through Southeast Asia, China, India, Nepal, parts of Europe, and really looking for authentic experiences with living masters. So going deep, a pilgrimage of the heart for sure. And on my travels, I met so many amazing practitioners, so many great teachers. And upon uh, returning to Los Angeles, I was thinking, okay, let's have a retreat, Pat Sperry Yoga Weekend, and reunite with this community but then I started just touching into for me how empowering it was to meet with so many different practitioners through so many different modalities I was in Thailand studying Thai Vipassanism uh, Vipassana and walking meditation China at a Taoist temple practicing Kung Fu and Qigong of course in India experiencing different styles of yoga so it felt inspiring to bring together an amalgamation of practitioners to create something more than what Pat Sperry could bring forth. Mm -hmm. And I had some great teachers sign on and we had our first flourish. It was a four day retreat um, near Santa Barbara. And after that retreat, four or five people that were participating in the event were really excited and they wanted to help build up flourish to continue 
these events and to make a brand or a company out of it. So I had a little team assemble. And then we really uh, worked a lot last year. We put a lot of love and energy into creating four events, three in person, one online. Our online event, I think, brought together 16 teachers from six different continents, like 10 countries streaming in. So Flourish feels really um, collaborative to me. And we talk about opening doors for people to discover what turns them on, what lights them up with love. It's a very accessible approach to well-being. Yeah. So if you're a beginner to yoga or meditation, our intention is that you would feel welcome no matter what you come with. We say all of you is welcome here. Mm-hmm. And also capable when you leave, like, okay, this is for me. Right. I can do yoga. I didn't know. I thought it was something that was beyond my reach. Right. And this like array of experiences from cacao ceremony. I mean, if we look at oceans of love, we have shamanic journey and sound healing, cacao ceremony, two different yoga classes, sunset qigong, grief and praise circle, a dance class we're calling movement uh, medicine, radical intimacy course, walking meditation, astrology update, etc. Live music, good food. Yeah. So there's gonna be something there for everybody. Right. It'll be a really, it sounds like a, like a festival, almost, like a festivity of all these masters and coming in and walking through. and. It has that festival vibe, but what I like about Flourish is that we have one stage. So it's more intimate, right. like the numbers okay. are like 50 to 100 people max. And we're all doing the same thing at the same time. It's more intimate. So we, we have like a mutual shared experience, which I feel like really brings people together Um we're all about building community. Yeah. That's good. I'm glad you clarified that. So it's uh, it'll be more, yeah, community, smaller. I, I think I meant to say f- as, a fie- as a fest of the heart instead of mm. a festival. But yeah, that can be right. confusing. So there's f- about 50 people, one stage. I know there's going to be some local, like, art, artisan and locally food sales. And also something about, I don't remember that I was really interested about is like having a well, here, let me see it. Yeah, it's okay. How to grow this down. Conscious Marketplace. Right. Okay, that's what it was. This, is, this is our like break time at Oceans of Love where we'll have a couple hours to connect with local vendors who are bringing aligned products and services okay. where people can kind of, you know, yeah. Walk around, meet yeah. each other more. Yeah, and you know, it sounds so silly. Oh, conscious marketplace. But honestly, the profoundness of conscious marketplace is so mm. huge because I think if we're anywhere about to help change the world or, you know, guide it in a different direction than everyone shopping at Costco and Walmart, which is... Right. I know, it's, I know there's so many people and that's okay. But if we can have communities of conscious marketplace and I can buy your product and your product yes. or, or exchange, it's just so much more, um, in my heartly opinion, yeah. important, you know, than just taking the class. Yes, I can go to yoga, but also I'm, everyone's drinking and eating and consuming and using, you know, I have little crystals for my altar or something for my hair or I need to buy shoes, you know, when we can be aware of that too. It's like beyond just me. I just want to feel good. Right. But then how am I also doing good? And I guess that's Correct. part of 
So there'll be healing with all these healers, but there'll also be an opportunity <laughs> to participate in meeting everybody in the community. Correct. So then you can do more of this conscious marketplace kind of, or consciousness and also... I'm looking at this thing. Okay, after this, I want to go to your classes. You nice. know what I'm saying? Well, Flourish is definitely a great opportunity to connect. And a big part of our intention is to create a space for these great leaders such as yourself to have a platform to share their teachings, which are important. Yeah. So as we grow and we reach more people, then your voice will reach more people. So it's for the facilitators. It's for the participants who are coming to receive all of this beauty, mm-hmm. all of these gifts, all of these teachings, and then for them to go out empowered, ignited, yeah. and amplify that love. Yeah. The vendors, the same thing. We want to create a platform for people that are operating from love, with integrity, with intention, yeah. to get the word out. Yeah. And we're going to keep on doing that. So this is our small piece of the puzzle in building a better world. Yeah. Although the Tao says, I'm not sure the world can be improved, I'm going to do my best with this life force energy and the small amount of time that we have here to be a channel for beauty, for kindness. Yeah, yeah. and for hope, really. I, I, I talk to a lot of kids, and, you know, a lot of the sentiment from, you know, I'm telling you, not all, not all, all of them, but, yeah, there's 17, 18, 19, 20-year-olds that I, the parents come and, they want me to help their kids, and they're just so overwhelmed with, like, it sucks. Overwhelming. What are we even here for? I mean, uh, and I know that maybe I felt like that when I was 19, 20. I don't know, because we didn't have internet back then. We've, we all go through it when we're teens, like yeah. it's part of coming of age. But I agree with you, Gris. Oh. I, I can't imagine what it's like now with so much interfacing with screens and technology drawing us outside of ourselves and being seen and having to share our lives so intimately on social media in order to belong right so bringing this type of work to kids is huge work and it's very important i will just insert that flourish is family friendly and it's like a, a clear space we don't serve alcohol we don't really imbibe like you know intoxicants and i'm personally not taking a stance against any of that, just in this particular space, that's the boundary. And it, it allows us to do this deep spiritual work and come back the next morning and do it again mm-hmm. and then leave feeling really full energetically. Yeah. So we just, that's our intention. I think kids 12 and up are welcome to join. Cool. Yeah. That's good to hear. So after an experience like this, what is the integration process or what can people like if i come sometimes you know and i see this in my retreats how you know integration a week or two weeks later it's like well i i had this experience Mm. and i don't know i haven't really been practicing yoga for so long it's a great question hold this new openness right Mm -hmm. it's really important and last year we learned that we weren't doing quite enough to show up for people going into the event and after the event Mm -hmm. because the events have been very powerful and transformational and then you want to feel held and supported integrating that process so what we currently have in place is the flourish shala 
okay. which is our online space for self-discovery. Mm-hmm. We built that this year because we knew we needed to do something to be there for those who experienced our in-person events. And we have weekly classes, we have ongoing workshop and seminars and series. So there's a space to connect and to continue. And of course, we'll also support people to connect with the facilitators they meet. Right. And you can do that at peacelovefloresh.com. Peacelovefloresh.com. And we're going to put all these links here yeah. when I post this later today. Um, where to sign up, where to find the Flourish Shala, where to find Pat. Thanks, babe. <laughs> the Flourish Shala is online. Okay, great. Yeah. Um, what else are we want I'm to I'm curious about? about the grief and praise circle for those who are tuning in from the Flourish community, from my community. Mm-hmm. What is grief and praise as a practice and what can we expect as an experience from your session which will be on sunday mm-hmm. at oceans of love december 4th mm-hmm. so you know my experience with grief has been i mean it's been a process right of of i you know i was i started my recovery process when i was 25 years old recovery from addiction and then, you know, 25 years, and then, you know, helping a lot of people die for some reason. I don't know why, whatever spiritual community that I was in, mm. I was really comfortable with. Helping a lot of people die. Yeah. Okay. Well, not helping them. They die on their mm. own. Accompanying them. Right? So several sweet, dear, close friends of mine just, for some reason, got cancer, and I was okay with just sitting by them. Mm. You know, are you going to come until I die? And I would say, yes, of course. Every day, I'd be at the hospice, every day. Wow. Um, and then other people, the same thing, and friends from work. I never really, I just thought it was, this is what you do. You come to people and, and you sit with them because I didn't even think why or, or any reason. I just, that's just what you do, right? That's, so I went into the school of palliative care, thanatology, and spiritual emotional intelligence with this wonderful teacher from Mexico. And she taught us all about, you know, what it is not just to die, but also to lose things. The grief of losing mm. anything. For example, wow, your little baby's now a teenager and doesn't want you to drive him anywhere anymore. That's like a that's kind of a that's kind of a loss I that, feel that that we don't really think about. Right. Or even my knee hurts and I can't do this pose over here when I'm in hey. India. Right? Still, it's there's like, a lot there's of grief. There's a loss. There's a loss. And so as a culture, we don't, um, we really don't, we just kind of power through those kind of things. It's like, oh, well, too bad, suck it up, you know, keep on going, do something else, or put a lot of, you know, steroids or whatever you can in your band-aids. knee so that you can keep on going. A lot of Band-Aids. Yeah. A lot of Band-Aids. And uh, you were just showing me, well, I think I saw on yours on your Instagram, the cat went to this African dance, right? Yeah. And so what I've what I began to work through through this program that I did and through other friends and through different modalities of me seeking answers to humanity and what are we doing here? I began to realize that everything is in the body and that grief is held just like all other trauma in the tissues. The issues are in the tissues. Okay. And I noticed that studying really how religion shapes culture 
And I really didn't like the religion that I grew up in, which is Catholic, most Mexicans, Catholic, Christian. Mm. It really shapes a culture of separating your head from your body. And in my own process of grief, I realized that's, that's what we got to do. Mm. We're, we can't just think about it. We have to get on the floor and beat it up and dance like African mm. dance and, and move and have so much compassion and and make meaning of this sorrow, this pain that we're not even aware of. Okay. We're drinking it away. We're Xanaxing it away. We're hustling it away. We're competing it we're away. We're watching TV all night. <sighs> yes. So what I hear is that the trauma is stored in the tissue and there's a path to liberate that trauma through like a somatic, physical, embodied expression, movement-based therapy. Yeah. Is that what this grief and praise circle looks like in part there's part of it yeah so part of it's physical there's a part of in your mind realizing oh i didn't know that so and so prohibited me from crying for longer than two hours after my grandma died right right and so that connects a thought of oh so it was okay that i wanted to cry and i couldn't keep it together for seven months and then you drop into the heart and remember oh my goodness my grandma like i didn't say this i didn't say that so in, in creating like a space of a little ritual, like here I come and in front of you, Pat, who's witnessing me, this is my grandma and I'm gonna place her here next to the corn. And do you mind listening to me while I just tell her a few things that I didn't tell her? Wow. Because I was scared because I was eight years old and nobody said you could say goodbye to grandma. Yeah. And so you and I'm like, grandma. And then all of these sensations, because like you said, we're remembering. So these memories come mm. back up. And we slowly sit with what we're sensing. And then maybe there's some tears, maybe there's some freeze moments, maybe there's awkwardness, whatever there is. After that, I always like to, you know, we're going to be in the beach, so stepping on the sand, being on the earth, moving that energy through the body. It's like you're offering this praise of love because now your grandma's dead. And now you don't have that love for her anywhere to go because she's not here. Sure. So you're kind of going to offer it to the earth. And, you know, we're, we're trying to make meaning of these things. So, yes, it goes in the body, but sometimes it doesn't make sense. Like, why do people go to yoga and feel better and have these moments of bliss? Right. And there's a deeper science into maybe why this is happening. Sacred geometry. Who knows? I don't know. All of it. But you I mean, experience it. But I experience it. That's right. And that's all you need to know. Yes. We don't have to convince people or preach that yeah. this it works. Just experience it for yourself. Find out. Mm-hmm. And, and that's what we're here to do yeah. together as space holders through Flourish. Mm-hmm. Is to give people a chance to experiencing something. Like I have never gone through a grief and praise experience. Right. And it's possible and I sense the ripeness of where I'm at right now and how valuable this can be for me. So I go through it, it changes my life, or something shifts, maybe it's not grandiose, life-changing. Perhaps it is, I know it can be for some people. But still, something moves, and it keeps me interested, and I come back and try it again. Or I reach out to you, and we have a session, and maybe I find a new way. Yeah, I think it's, it's it's a little bit of a release, right? It might not be like, boom, my life has changed forever, but, oh, I didn't know that was in there. Right. Or a little bit of a release, like when, when you cry at Shavasana and yoga, 
Or when you laugh, you're just cracking uh. up laughing. Everything's a release, right? You can also... We, I try to end up lightly in these mm. rituals and laugh or do something silly towards the end so we can balance all those emotions. But we... Um, it's really remembering that we're sentient beings and that it's okay to feel. And it's very intense to feel. A lot of us don't really want to go there because it's too much and I can't do it. So also, you know, just doing just a tiny little bit. I mean, it's one hour, right? right. We're not going to grieve for 10 days straight. <laughs> and there'll be a big group of people. So, yeah. you know, it's not Persons. like a single individual is going to be... Right, right, just right. focused on Take for the time. whole time. You, you can kind of find people. your comfort zone amidst this work, which is inviting going beyond the comfort zone. Yeah. And I think that's also where compassion comes in, is that the invitation is to explore the edge of the experience, the discomfort, but you don't have to run headstrong and jump right. off the edge of the cliff into the deepest waters. Uh, you're yeah. invited to do so yeah. if that feels like what's <laughs> right for you in the moment. Right. And we're there to hold you. Yeah. for whatever comes up. We did program uh, movement medicine, ecstatic dance, if you will, with Kirti after the grief and praise circle in order great. to just like move Release. that energy. And yeah. you and I talked about that. Yeah, Kirti's great. I'm excited. I just met her uh, over the weekend oh, at African Dance. Yeah. And I was really impressed. Yeah, There's a podcast here of Kirti if you Okay. Look through the. For those who are listening. For those who are listening, Curdy's <laughs> been on here before. We just broke the third wall. You look at the camera, yeah. and then they know. <laughs> yeah. Finally, right? Well, I mean, we are super excited to have you. I'm very grateful mm. being new to San Diego to connect with you, as I continue to share about oceans of love. December 3rd and 4th, San Diego. People are really excited that you're on the bill. Like, oh, you got Gris? I know Gris. I practice yoga with her because you're also a yoga teacher. Mm. I've been to the Death Cafe with Gris. Mm. Um, and I just wanted to express my gratitude for you saying yes. Otherwise, nothing happens. Right. You know, it requires. Yeah. And I will share briefly just because it's coming up in the moment that something that's been so healing for me as being the ambassador of Flourish, spreading the word, is reaching out to facilitators like yourself who are booked up in high demand. Um, their time is valuable, and most people I share with say yes. Right. And I'm learning the power of making requests. Mm. When you really believe in something, when you love something, and you have enthusiasm, and you share, uh, it's amazing that the world responds and says yes. I'm going to write that down. The power of making requests. Mm. Recording in progress. Okay. Uh, is that Siri? Is she butting in on us? I think that was the internet. That's and then right. it popped up again. The internet has its ways. The internet is like, I think it's saturated. I don't care who you go with. There's just too many of us trying to get on the internet. Right? It's, it's like a big... <laughs> traffic jam that's what I guess overusing okay so how do we get tickets for oceans of love cool good question peacelovefleurish.com and then you would trace our events page in the navigation bar to the oceans of love landing page it's peacelovefleurish.com backslash oceans of love that's linked on the be flourish at be flourish instagram so you can find us there Mm-hmm. Uh, please do follow us. We're releasing all this amazing content up until the event. This is part of that effort to spread the word. 
And there's three different ticket options. You can buy a ticket just for Saturday, just for Sunday, or for the whole weekend. Which I recommend you go to the whole weekend. <laughs> We created the program with an energetic arc to bring you from the beginning to the end over mm -hmm. the course of two days. We're not providing accommodation. So you would come on Saturday from 8.30 a.m. to around 8.30 p.m. Full day, fully saturated. Either get your hotel, Airbnb, camping sites, which are close by, or travel back to your home if you're local. And then come back and meet us, I think, at 9 a.m., On to Sunday. 3 p.m. So Sunday's like three-quarter day, half day. Okay. Great. And yeah, we've created this event. Uh, and this is in San Diego. It's in San Imperial Diego. Beach, it's on the right beach. On the beautiful beachside property, private residence in Imperial Beach. Great. So everyone is welcome, no matter what your level of experience. Lean into it. Bring your friends. Build up your community. And join us for an incredible, immersive experience. Yeah. December 3rd and 4th with yeah. Greece. Greece. And yours and truly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Thank you. I'd like to close out with just saying how uh, to own responsibility to do some of the, to explore some of this work, um, to heal you, or to just to begin to open a process of something different than what we might be experiencing mm. in this world. Because that's the opening for us to create change. So, you know, I, the invitation is to come and explore for you, but also know that as you come to explore for you, it's like social justice. You're creating change, right? You're expanding this, um, these modalities or these, these, all of this wisdom from all these practitioners into you and then through your kids, your neighbors, your partners, your parents, whoever. We need, we need all of, we need this so much right now. It's urgent. It's urgent. Oceans yeah. of love, each one of us an ocean of love together, the vastness yeah. of what we're capable of loving right. and sending out into the world is profound. Yeah. It starts with the first step. Yes. Cool. All right, everyone, go get your tickets. I'm going to be posting all of the information on here and... Follow Be Flourish on Instagram. The link will be on here too. Thank you so much for listening to Tales of Recovery. And we will see you guys next time. Aho.